Good morning, everyone. And happy Independence, happy Independence Day sa mga single friends natin. I hope you're seated comfortably. And why don't you greet the person beside you? Tell that person you are my favorite seatmate today. <laughs> We're starting a brand new series, As For Me and My House. Our prayer and our goal is that we would see families that are really centered on who God is, His plans, and at the same time, they're being used for the glory and the purpose of God. And my prayer is that we would really embrace God's mission, God's call for every one of us. You may be here alone. You may be single and you're saying, Pastor, I'm alone. Don't worry, God can provide that spouse for you. But at the same time, if you're married, and in fact, you are with your family today, understand that God has a vision for your family. Hindi lang po ikaw yung magbibuild ng family mo, God wants to build your family. Can you hear amen? Yung mga single sarap, may pa tapik tapik pa eh, no? <laughs> Paunahan na lang kayo. Um, next Sunday will be our um, Father's Day. And it's just fitting that even as we're celebrating, uh, as, even as we're having this series, um, as for me and my house, it's just fitting that we will be able to, that we will be celebrating Father's Day. But here's the thing: next weekend will also be the inauguration of our uh, president, and there will be roads here in the downtown area that will be closed, uh, specifically in San Pedro. Uh, so some roads will be closed, but the church is still open. And we hope to see you here uh, next Sunday, same, sir, same time, 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. service. And we hope to see you here. There are just some uh, roads that you just have to navigate. I'm not really, spe- I'm not really sure uh, where, that, uh, where, the clo- uh, where the roads will be, but we hope to see you here next Sunday. All right? Are you excited to celebrate Father's Day next week? Malakas yung mga boss na mga tatay natin, no? Amen. Yes, Pastor. Um, so going back to our series, As For Me and My House, I'm really looking forward to this because I truly understand the value that uh, families hold, not just in the church, but specifically in our nation. We always say that the basic unit of society is the family. Now, how many here you love your family? Okay? Sino dito you love the, your, your last name? Yung sobrang proud na proud ka sa apelyedong pinasa sa inyo. Meron ba dito? Alright. Sino, sino dito, you're very proud of the accomplishments of your family. You're, alam yung kapag may nakita kang road and then may kapangalan ka, <laughs> Pastor, apelyedo namin yan. And if tatanungin ka, so sino ba sila? Di ko alam, basta apelyedo ko lang. And you see, a lot of times, there's something about family that we Filipinos especially... It, it makes us emotional at times, especially pansin nyo kapag uh, Christmas season. It's a time where people who would want to gather together. And family is something that God desires for every one of us, for us to experience the, His plans and intentions for each family. In fact, it's God who created families. It's God who established the family. Remember in Genesis, in the story where God created man and woman, Adam and Eve, and then they bore uh, children, and then they multiplied. And now we see different genealogies in the Bible and families whom God used. So you see, families are important to God. Don't ever say that your faith is just uh, is, is individual, that it's just for you. Yes, it is. But God desires to use you and your family. Now, if you would get to... Uh, visit our home. Uh, it's a very, it's, it's a small uh, apartment that Audie and I live. But pagpasok mo, pagpasok mo, you open the door and then you will get, get to see a, a walkalator. And then may, may elevator po sa loob. And then, <laughs> kidding aside, you would see a small frame in our home where it says there, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And every time that we would have our meal together, we would see that. Every time I would timplahize my kape, you would see that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, that was the declaration that Joshua made. And his commitment was, Lord, I want to see my family serve you. But here's the reality. We can have this amazing verse placed in our homes and we can even hear that as believers, as Christians, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But here's the reality. Oftentimes, the value 
or the values that families would set, at times we would put God there, but we live as if God isn't there. That's why if you would hear certain families talk, even in their dining table, they would simply say things like, you know what, kumusta yung sales natin? Parang yung family dinner time lang nagiging business meeting. And sometimes, the values, we may, we may say that God is important, but how we live our lives, how we, how we use our schedule, where we go on weekdays and weekends, how we manage our finances, it's as if God isn't a priority. In fact, with all the peace, with some people na nakakausap namin ng wife ko, we've realized that there are a lot of broken families. That some families have, have the, what, what marked their families is not really the word of God, but maybe it's favoritism. Maybe there's a feeling of being left out. Maybe there's a feeling that you have been abused and you have not been prioritized. I remember I was, uh, when I was a campus missionary, I was invited into a particular home. And then invite ako ng student sa bahay nila. And then when I got there, we had this amazing time together with their parents. And nagkukentuhan kami ng parents. And the parents were like, Pastor, thank you for discipling my, my, my son. Thank you for really spending time with him. Sabi ko, pleasure is mine po. And then comes the dessert time. Pag dessert, nilabas yung napakasarap na ice cream. Bagong luto, medyo mainit-init pa. And so, <laughs> ice cream was served. And I was like, Wow! And sabi pa nung, nung parents, Pastor, pasensya na po ha, Rocky Road lang kasi to. Sabi ko, okay lang po, da, uh, favorite ko naman to. And I was so excited to, ano sobrang bagong luto talaga, init-init pa talaga. So, I ate the ice cream and we continued the conversation. And then, when we finished having dinner and the dessert, the ice cream was all gone, yung kapatid, the younger brother of the student that I was discipling, bagong gising, Dinner, eh, dinner time to, pero bagong gising, pagbaba niya, sabi niya pa, uy, may ice cream. Pero ubus na. And I just saw the feeling of the brother. And he started to feel, and he started to say, ba't naman ganun? Ba't din niyo ako tinirahan? And maybe you've had those experiences growing up. That when you think of your family, you could think of the pain that your parents have brought you. Or maybe growing up with a broken family, sometimes you feel like, Lord, do you really have a plan and a purpose for us? But as you can see, I want us to understand that, when, that God has established families. And in the same way, God wants to use families for His purpose and for His honor. That God wants to display His glory through your family, through you, through the people that God has placed you with. The question I want to ask today is this. How do you want your family to be described? Do you, want your fa- do you want your family to be described as a family that is successful? A family that is prominent? A family that is comfortable? Or do you want to be a family that serves God together? When people think of your family, do you want to be, do you want to be known as a family who serves the Lord together? I want to invite every one of us to please stand up as we read the Word of God. And for the next three weeks, we'll be talking, we'll be talking on about three families that God used. And, that, and they allowed themselves to be used by God. And you would see how nations were blessed because of their obedience to the Lord. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. We'll be reading from verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Word of God says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Let us pray. Lord, thank you. That we get to have this privilege, this, this joy, Lord, in reading your word and the freedom, God, to know your word and to experience you personally in our lives. Father, I pray for every one of us. Lord, buksan niyo po mga puso namin. Lord, that it won't just be mere words that we would be hearing, but Lord, it will be you who will be speaking to every single one of us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would do your will, that you would accomplish your will and your purpose in our lives today. Open our hearts 
At the same time, God, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are here today. Lord, they may be praying for healing. They may be praying for provision. I pray, Lord, that you'd accomplish your plans, that you would accomplish, Lord, that you'd brought your power in their lives. Even for every one of us, Lord, we want to receive something from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated, everyone. While preparing for this message, I kept on telling my wife that, my love, I preached this text for a couple of times already, maybe around eight times since uh, when I started preaching. And this is something that no matter how many times I get to preach it, it still brings so much uh, revelation to me. And reading this, of course, it, it starts with by, 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 by it, it starts by showing how God called Abraham to himself so that he can use him. If you look at Genesis chapter 1 to 11, it talks about the creation and the fall. And we talk about the fall, hindi yung mga pa-fall na para bang ah, gusto kita, hindi po ganyan the fall, but it speaks of how broken we are. And the reason why we can expect brokenness in the world is because we have, um, we are broken. There's sin, that, that we are marred by sin. And that's why there's brokenness in our relationships, there's brokenness in our offices, there's brokenness in our families. If only our families are perfect, then probably we would have lesser issues and concerns or even there will be lesser counseling that's taking place in the world. But the reality is, they're, they're sin. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, it's, it, it's the beginning of how God really called a people to himself. And in this very story, God called Abram. And Abraham, he grew up in the city of Ur of the Chaldeans. Or think about Cebu. It's a progressive civilization. And Abraham came from a very rich family, very prominent. In short, comfortable yung buhay niya. Together with his wife, together with his father, and together with, it, with some of his relatives. And if looking at it, he was very, I would say, satisfied and fulfilled with where with his life he had everything he had a very beautiful wife and somehow he did not have a child and despite of all these things that 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 in this in this very story that he had here's what's amazing god spoke to him one day and when god spoke to him everything in his life changed and here's what i realized I realize that a lot of times we feel like we're already, we have already established ourselves into our particular situation. Pastor, okay na kami. Lord, okay na kami dito. But I want you to know today that your current place of residence, I would say this, that probably is not your place of purpose. And a lot of times we would reside and we would establish ourselves, Lord, okay na kami dito. Yet God would tell you, no, 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 I'm not yet done with you. And I intend to do something in your life. From a life that's so comfortable, God out of nowhere spoke to Abraham. And this began a life where God showed himself to Abraham over and over and over and over again. The reason why we're talking about Abraham today is because he responded to the call of God. You see, what hinders a lot of times people from experiencing the purpose of God is, the, is that place called comfort. Gusto natin being comfortable. We desire to be comfortable. You see, God is not against comfort. Please know that. God is not against comfort. What God is against is idolizing comfort. Is when we try to make use of everything that we have for us to stay comfortable, even to the point of disobeying God. Because oftentimes I realize that comfort is a detour away from God. It's a distraction from God's purpose in our lives. Idolizing comfort can oftentimes lead to our disobedience to God. In fact, if you look at the Bible, Scripture reveals that the call of God is more valuable than comfort. That's why many times people, a God would call people out of something and God will do something in their lives. One thing that the Bible teaches that has more value than comfort is the call of God. That's why it's very important for us to realize that it's not about establishing ourselves, but it's God establishing us. Is allowing God to do His work in our lives. 
Now, why is God's calling important? Because it is a privilege to be chosen by God. And when God calls us, it means He intends to do something through us. So three important things that I want us to learn this morning. First is this, God calls people to Himself and His purpose. God calls people to Himself and His purpose. So imagine one day, you're doing something you like, something you love, and that God calls you. Now here in verse 1 of Genesis chapter 12, the Bible says, Now the Lord said to Abraham. It was a day where he was just doing the mundane things. He was, or, he was doing the ordinary things. And God said, I have something for you to do. And understand everyone that God speaks to his people. And even until today, God continues to speak to us through his word. The reason why we do not know is because we don't get into the word of God. And this is what God told Abraham. This is what he said, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's, uh, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Looking at this, this is not a kind of a call that, Abraham, I want you to go on a vacation and go somewhere that's very relaxing. Now, the, the word go here in the English language, medyo limited tayo. It's just like commanding someone, go buy some, something in the store and go back here and, and that's that. But the word go in Hebrew, it means like lakha or somehow it's leaving or getting rid of something valuable in you. What, in other words, what God is telling Abraham here is that, Abraham, I know that you're comfortable with the life that you have, but I have something so much more for you. You've lived your life in pagan worship. You've embraced mindsets that's not glorifying to me. Now, I want, to, I want you to be my people, and I, want to, I intend to use you for my very purpose, and I will be the one to bless you and guide you, and I will put my identity upon you. So from a place where Abraham was so comfortable and he loved his life, God called him to himself first and foremost and into a life of purpose. It's like God telling him, Alam mo, Abraham, you may, have, you may have seen everything good in your village, in your country, but I am about to do something important. I am, I am about to do something supernatural in your life. And I'm going to place my identity, my blessings upon your life. In fact, in Genesis chapter uh, 12, verses 1 to 3, five times God said, I will bless you. I will provide for you. I will make your name great. I will be the one who will accomplish my purpose in your life. Now, God called Abraham to leave everything to follow God. God wanted Abraham to understand that his identity should no longer be with, with where he grew up, but his important identity is to be in the Lord. And for that to happen, Abraham needed to leave everything. Now, everyone, look up here. When you talk about purpose, it's what gives you meaning. It simply means that it is the reason why it, things came to be. Is the, it's the very reason for your existence. Now, oftentimes, when we live our lives, there are so many times that we try to experiment on things so that we would know and discover our purpose. And growing up, in, growing up especially in our society, where people would say, mag-aral ka ng mabuti para maging successful ka. And somehow, we may not be aware of it, but we have embraced that as an idea that probably my purpose is to be successful. Now, children of God, I want you to understand that it's God's job to bring success in our lives. But what God wants for us to understand is that our purpose is to know God and to experience Him more and more in our lives. That every single day, we are not driven by the things of the world but we should be fueled, motivated, consumed by who God is. I love this quote by Mark Twain wherein he said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Everyone celebrates their birthdays. And I love birthdays. Not only because my free food, but it's a reminder that it's God who gave us life. But more than just anything else, 
My prayer is that we would also celebrate the purpose that God has placed upon us. And every one of us here, we are not, we have not been brought into this world by accident, but God placed you here for a purpose. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person may purpose ka sa buhay. Hindi lang halata pero may purpose si God sa buhay mo. Secondly, God desires people to know and experience Him through us. God desires people to know and experience Him through us. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, B, God points out there to Abraham, In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So we know that God called Abraham and and, and he wanted to tell the whole world that I can do something great in the life of, of, of this family through Abraham. And it's also a way that God showed his redemptive plan for mankind. Now, you see that Abraham obeyed God and the rest was history. In fact, the point of the story is not Abraham obeying God, but it's about God fulfilling his purpose and fulfilling his plans to the people that he, have, that he has chosen. And I want us to understand that God's purpose for our lives, God's goal and objective for us is not for us to be financially secured, not only be financially secured. In fact, what God wants for us is to embrace His identity, to embrace the life that He wants for us. God wants the world to know about Him and the life that He offers. And that is the very reason why God called Abraham. And you would see in the Bible how God, from one story to the next, that despite of the, the, the many disobediences and rebellion that the people of, of, of Israel has committed, God remained faithful. And the main point of the story of the Bible is, is not for us to know that there is a life of blessing that offers wealth to us. But the, the point of the story of the Bible is that there is a God who gave His one and only Son for every one of us and He offers this life that only He can give. The question is, are we accepting it or are we rejecting it? God called Abraham specifically that out of his lineage, people will know God and from his lineage will come the one who will ultimately save us. John chapter 10, verse 10, it says there, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And because of God's obedience, because of Abraham's obedience rather, the covenant blessing of God continued throughout generations. That's why my prayer is that we will ultimately experience God, not just the blessings that He offers us. Because the point of life is not to be materially blessed. In fact, yesterday I was talking with a uh, with one of our leaders in church, and and with all the wealth that they they have, there's really a potential for family relationships to be broken. Kasi magawa-awa yung dial sa mana. And yet I was really blessed with what our leader said. And he said that, alam mo, pastor, even if di ako bibigyan ng mana, I don't care. It's okay with me. They can have all this properties and lands and the mountains and the seas that we possess, Max Yamano. And he said that because I'm choosing to put my faith and trust in the Lord. And I'm grateful to hear stories like that because you see that, that, that the most important thing in life is not really the wealth that we accumulate here on earth. The point of life is not to be financially secured but to really be in a relationship with God, to know God in our lives. God's blessings doesn't simply point to material and financial blessings. God's blessings ultimately point a life with God. To experience God's purpose, to experience God's will, to experience the gifts that God has for us and for us to experience His will. So parents, let me just encourage you today. Don't raise up your kids. Focus on success, craving for attention, and living their lives spiritually depleted. In fact, the most important investment that you could make to, for your family today is with their spiritual lives. Because they can be financially secured and yet spiritually decaying. 
the most important feeling that they can have is for God to fill them up. Because we live in a world where the we live in a world where it tries to dictate our worth and our value. And listen to me, even if you have all the money in the world, you can still live a broken life. Yet the more that I get to talk to people, the more that I get to spend time with people, I've heard stories upon stories that they may not have everything materially and financially, yet they have the most fulfilling and satisfied lives is simply because they're satisfied with the Lord. So parents, know that God has given you the authority, the influence to lead your family towards God's purposes. Not only that, your most important investment really is for your children to know God. It's not just to have the best education, but for your children to know God. I remember when I was in college, I really talked to my parents, Mom, Dad, can I say something? I really feel insecure. Because lahat ng kapatid ko, they studied at Arneo de Davao University. And I'm like, taga-jensan lang ako dito na nag-aral. And then my mom just basically told me, Jopet, do you know that God can use you despite of any campus or any school na mag-aaral ka? Because your success is not dependent on the school that you go to. Your success, your purpose is always connected with how God has prepared it for you. And I'm grateful for that conversation. And I'm grateful that my parents talked to me that day. They spoke destiny and purpose in, in my life. Parents, you may slowly lose your authority to, upon your children as they grow up, but my prayer is that you will never lose your influence. Two weeks ago, my parents were here, and in our conversation, it really shows that I am a man who can already make decisions for my own. I would tell my parents, Dad, this is what, my, this is what I plan to do. These are our plans, Niodi. This is our prayer. And despite of the experiences that I've had, my parents said something, and that made me realize that I thank the Lord that though I'm under God's authority, but in some ways, I'm no longer under the authority of my parents, because I'm no longer living in their room, in their house. But the influence that they have upon me is still evident. In the same way, parents, just because your children, they don't want to go to church, as long as your children are living under your roof, you have the authority in the, and the influence upon them. It's really sad how some parents would even give their children as young as six, seven years, eight, nine, ten years old, Anak, do you want to go to church? And, the chi- and their child would say, Ama, pa, I don't want to go to church because I feel lazy today. And they were like, okay, anak, you know what? Just do what you want to do. Parents, your children, a lot of times, they're too young to make decisions for themselves. That's why... You, God has placed you in their lives for you to lead them. And the most satisfying life that one could ever experience is a life under God. Third thing, our obedience to God, our obedience to God's call impacts generations. Did you know that the investments, the decisions that you make today, it will impact your relationships and your future generations? In fact, if you look at uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, it says here, and I will, make you a, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You see, how the decisions that we make today it doesn't just affect us, it affects our families and in our, our generations. And because Abraham obeyed the Lord, you could see how God has used him, how God has blessed him, that despite of the disobediences that his, his family or his lineage have committed, yet God continued to bless the family of Abraham. Why? Because you would see in the Bible where God says, even if we are faithless, God remains faithful. That's why it's never about the things that we do, but it's about how faithful our God is. But at the same time, understand that the obedience we make today, 
it impacts the generations that come after us. God's promise did not end with Abraham. In fact, and today we are co-heirs and partakers of God's covenant in Christ Jesus. Now, our blessing isn't limited on material things, but above all else, on our relationship with God. The truth is the gospel is our ultimate blessing, what Jesus has done on the cross. You see even stories in the Bible where, where God and even the Apostle Paul recognize the faith that was passed on from one generation to the next. One story in the Bible is in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Paul talks to Timothy and he says there, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. So understand that faith is an investment that we can make. Faith is a decision that we have to make before the Lord. Now there's this very common and famous illustration or story where in, in a time in history, there were two men who made a commitment or made a decision in their lives. One dedicated himself in faith and one committed himself living in sin. And there were certain studies and sociologists who made a study between these two families. One family um, is by the name of Jonathan Edwards. He's an American Pur Puritan preacher and he was someone who just committed himself to the Lord. And one person is Max Jukes. Max Jukes committed himself and dedicated his life living in sin. And you would see in the story wherein their lineage was dictated or determined by the decisions that their forefathers or ancestors have made. For example, for Max Jukes who committed himself into a life of sin, it says here that Max Jukes' descendants included seven murderers, 60 thieves, 190 prostitutes, 150 other convicts, 310 paupers, and 440 who were physically wrecked by addiction to alcohol. Of the 1,200 descendants that were studied, 300 died prematurely. Now let's look at the life of Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards' legacy includes one U.S. vice president, one dean of a law school, one dean of a medical school, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 60 doctors, 65 professors, 75 military officers, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, 100 clergymen, and 285 college graduates. Two people, and it made an impact in their generations. The question I want to ask is this, are you planting seeds of faith in your family right now? Are you building your family? Are you building your, generation, your next generation towards God's purposes? Or are you letting the world have its way in their lives? Parents, God has given you the authority and the influence to lead your family. To the singles today, happy Independence Day. <laughs> but to the singles, I want to ask you this, are your lives aligned to God and His Word? Are your lives aligned to God's purposes for your life? Understand that even if you're single, hindi ka po kulang. You are not dictated, your worth is not determined by your status. But I pray that even in your single life, live your life for the Lord, serve Him wholeheartedly, and give Him your best today. And even to the students, Understand that you are not missing out on something if you serve the Lord, even at a very young age. One of the struggles that students normally have right now is they keep on asking the question, if I serve the Lord today, am I missing out on, I am, am I missing out on something? No, that he, that, that, that obeying the Lord is the best decision that you could make and you're not missing out on anything just because the world says that you need to do this, you need to accomplish this. 
but your, the best decision that you, that you can make is to obey the Lord. In fact, that's what Abraham did when God called him. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 4, the Bible says here, so Abraham went. After he heard, after he received the call of the Lord, the Bible says that Abraham went. You see, Abraham obeyed the Lord despite of all the reasons not to go. So Abraham went. As the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Sabito, Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. He could have said, Lord, I'm 75, I'm old. And he could say, Na, Lord, I also don't have someone. I don't have a child. And yet you're saying you will make me into a great nation, Lord. Do you sure? And he could have, have, he could have had all the reasons to say no. And yet Abraham went. And that's why he became the father of faith. We're celebrating that one act of faith that he had. If you look at, if you continue the story in Genesis, paulit-ulit pong nag-disobey si Abraham. He lied. He manipulated situations. Yet, the Bible says that his act of faith, when he stepped out in faith, God credited it to him as righteousness. Romans chapter 4, verse 3, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out. He went somewhere. He obeyed God. He did something. He heard the voice of the Lord and he obeyed God, not knowing where he was going. As I end, Here's the question I want to ask you. Where will faith take you? Where will faith take you? And the answer is, to a place where only God can do His work in your life. Are you not tired of doing things on your own? And then when you mess up, you look for people to blame? God is telling us today, I'm calling you. Not only you, but I'm also calling your family. I want to accomplish my plans, my purpose upon you and your family. I want to, plus, I want to place my identity upon you. You are mine, says the Lord. That's why you can live a life that is secure, no longer insecure, because you know that God has called you. Tinawag ka ng Diyos, mga kapatid. And so my prayer today is that just like Abraham, I don't know what is that one step of faith that God is asking you, but take that step of faith today. Whether it's going to church, whether it's sharing the gospel to your family, whether it's saving up enough money so that you could treat your family over dinner, and in that dinner you could share the gospel to them. Maybe it's praying for your family. Maybe that's a step of faith that God is asking you to do. Or maybe the step of faith that God is calling you to do is to actually forgive your family or even to pray for them or be there for them maybe that's the act of faith that, that, that God wants you to do today as we end here's how, here's how I want us to apply this first is I want us to pray for our families maybe we have been so busy with what's happening around us that we haven't prayed for our families you know maybe the best thing that you can do right now is to, pray, is to pray for them. Pray for their salvation. Pray for their healing. Pray for their, uh, pray for their, for them to encounter God in their lives. Not only that, I want us to really prioritize growing in faith as a family. And don't just think about how your children could grow in faith, but personally on your own, how can you grow in your faith? Are you still growing in your faith? Because the kind of faith that you live is going to make a mark in the, the lives of the people around us. So my prayer is that you would really grow in faith today. And thirdly, partake in God's mission. Partake in God's mission. I remember when I was in grade 3, my mom told us that we're going to celebrate Christmas differently. And I was like, oh, are we going somewhere? Are we going to eat new kind of food? And here's what my parents did. 
they bought around 100 pieces of shopau and tetrapak na juice. And I remember walking from our apartment, going to a particular place in Jensan, where it's, alam yung maraming street children. And bringing this, we went there, and I'm like, Mom, Dad, what's this? Nakakatakot. It's dark here. And my mom said, this is the reason why we're going here. Because there are people who needs to know about Jesus. And celebrating Christmas is not about the food. It's about people knowing who Jesus is. And what my parents did, I cannot forget it. They started to gather the children. I could probably around almost 70 children. And alam mo para bang walang ligo. Siguro mga 2 kilometers pa lang, amoy na amoy mo na yun. And yet, my dad would like, hey, you're here. And niyakap ng dad ko yung ibang kabataan. And my mom would just like, oh, po kayo dito. And my mom started to share the Christmas story. And then we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And my dad said, na Jopet, J, Mark, K, I want you to pray for them. And you know what's funny? Growing up, ang alam ko lang na prayer is yung in English. <laughs> and I know, Okay lang pag-pray kita. Lord, I pray for this child. And then, pagkatapos ko mag-pray, sabi ng isang bata, wa ako kasabot ni mo. <laughs> but I realize it's not about if they understood or not. But it's about them experiencing the love of Jesus. And my mom shared the gospel to these to this street kids. My dad continued sharing his testimony that I used, I grew up in Holo where there was war and we had nothing. It was very difficult. And naintindihan ko yung pain, naintindihan ko yung injustices that you're feeling. And seeing that, it made me realize, Lord, I want to do what my parents are doing. I would remember that my parents would, say, would always say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But it did not make sense to me until to that point where my parents showed me what it means to serve the Lord and to serve the people that God has called us to serve. So to the parents today, is it your desire? Is it your vision? Is it part of your values to serve the Lord? Not just kayo lang, but together with your whole family. To the children here, na probably kayo rin nasa church ngayon, my prayer is that you would keep on praying and persevering in praying that one day my parents would worship with me in this church. But more importantly, Lord, I want to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My prayer that is that for everyone of us, let us partake in doing God's mission together. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that you are a good God and you have a great plan and purpose for our lives. Lord, we ask today, Holy Spirit, that you would, Lord, captivate our hearts, consume our hearts, Lord. Remind us that if there is one important decision that we could make today, it's to serve you. It's to follow you. Lord, napaka-demanding ng mundo. There are so many things that the world wants us to do. Lord, to buy this new stuff. Lord, for us to travel. That's why a lot of times people, the world will tell us the travel goals or life goals or uh, sana all hashtags. But Lord, if there's one thing that we need to make a go, God, and that is our faith goal, it is to know you more, to experience you more, to serve you more. Lord, I pray that let this preaching series not just be a series, but it's a, it, is, it will be a prayer and, the, and, the, and a declaration in our families. That just like what Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for calling us. And thank you, Lord, for your purpose in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we all stand up, everyone? And um, this is what I want us to do. I want you to, I think you have a seatmate. Obviously, you have a seatmate. It's either you, you, uh, find a find a different partner, or maybe um, with your if you're if you're with the family member, I want you to 
pray for one another. And here's what I want you to do. Just pray, just declare God's blessings upon the family of that person. Whether maybe a family member is sick or maybe a family member is asking for, um, praying for provision, I pray that God would use you today not only to be a blessing, but really to declare God's blessings upon the life of that person. Can we do that? And for the next five minutes, I want you to find a partner, whether it's your seatmate or you want to look for someone else, it's up to you. But find a partner and I want you to declare blessings, to declare blessings upon the family. Okay, upon the family of that person. All right, go ahead, start praying everyone. Last one minute. Last thirty seconds.
Lord, thank you. Thank you for our families. Thank you, God, for each one of us. Thank you, God, even for the prayers that we have received today. Bless every family, I pray. Can we all stand up, everyone? Then let's all lift up our hands before the Lord. Lord, today we pray that you would bless us. Fill our hearts with your joy, with your peace, Lord, with your goodness. And thank you, Lord, for being so faithful in our lives. Lord, I pray today for every one of us to make that decision to serve you, to commit ourselves to God with the very best of our, of our abilities. Lord, we're even offering to you, Lord, our weaknesses, our pain, even, Lord, the things in the past that probably have been hindering us. But, Lord, thank you because in you we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new, and the new has come. So, Lord, use us, we pray, for your glory and honor. Lord, I pray even for the families here. Provide for every family. Lord, provide every need that they have. Even, Lord, to those who are, who are, to those, to those family members, there's someone who's sick in their family. Lord, we, we pray for comfort. We pray even, Lord, for faith right now. Faith to believe for healing. But more than just that, Lord, faith to see, Lord, what you are doing in our hearts, in our lives. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would have your way. And thank you, Lord, today that not only, God, are we asking for blessings, but we pray that may we live lives that will bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Lord, you are our peace. And we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for worshiping with us. Have a great Sunday. If you need prayers, we'll be here in front to pray for you. But God bless you all. See you again next Sunday.